Welcome back. It's been quite some time since you've heard all of us here. No, Simon? What's up now? Yeah, I, I did. That's why I said all of us. Oh. oh, just my voice and your voice, Cody. Yeah. Yes, the other two. That's two thirds of the cycle, as right. we know it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as originally planned, but as we know it. But I'm Cody Stoffer. I'm Simon Villanos. And I'm Jesse Buden. And, and you should probably do the uh, normal intro. The what? The normal intro. Like, what episode is this? Oof. <laughs> this is episode 16. You got it, Cody. Recorded on January 14. 14th. 2020. Yeah, we're all seen in 2020 now. Okay. We can talk sports like logical people. Yeah, right. supposedly. Anyways, we got college football. We have the national championship. It just happened last night. It was Clemson versus LSU. LSU obviously came out with the dub. The score was like, they won by 20 or so. But I feel like it was a lot closer than what the score showed. It was close until the fourth quarter. Yeah. I would say it was close until the second half. I think it was half, close in the first half. They well, were they close in the third those, quarter, though. Clemson came out with that touchdown on the yeah, but and two point conversion. You could yeah. still see it; like, it didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I don't, okay, I didn't think it mattered. Well, let, let's talk about it because I think the turning point was in the third quarter. Clemson had like I want to say two drives, so two chances basically where they could have took the lead because they were only down by three or tie it, and they just missed on third down. I'm pretty sure both of them were just either dropped slants or Trevor Lawrence didn't throw a good ball. So that's where I thought the turning point was, and that just kept giving uh, Joe Burrow chances to, I mean, score, you know? You got to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands, and they didn't do that at the end of the game. Yeah. They had him at the beginning. Brent Venables, he was calling a good defense. Yeah, I mean, you know, LSU I, also started two drives inside the 10-yard line. You know, so I feel like I had, that had a lot to do with do it. Do you guys know what, do you guys hear what defense they came out with, Clemson came out with? Yes. A three one seven. Yeah. When does that happen? <laughs> seven DBs. Well, I mean, that's what it happens. Was working for a second. Yeah, yeah, but then Joe Burrow was like, oh, that's what they're gonna do. Okay. <laughs> Joe Burrow's smart. He didn't he didn't freak out. I mean we all knew this. Like he's he's probably the best quarterback uh, prospect since I wanna say since Andrew Luck. Maybe even a little bit better. I think he's better than Andrew Luck. Yeah, maybe Well maybe. since Andrew Luck. Yeah. Is like I don't know. I feel like that's a really fair. We assessment. could we could go farther. Can you even go even further back to Peyton Manning. I I don't was know. Was there a quarterback that came out? No, don't don't do that. Hey, <laughs> he was, he was the first pick. I mean, low key, I might I might go as far back as maybe John Elway. To be honest, because here let's let's recap LSU season right here. So I saw this stat and it was really cool. But LSU and Joe Joe Burrow and LSU became the first team ever to be okay. Seven, Four teams. Seven, seven top ten teams this year. Yes, yeah, seven top ten teams. So that's one. And then they're the first to beat like four teams that were ranked in the top four during the preseason. Ever. Yeah. I, I felt a little bit better about OU's loss after seeing Clemson lose by 17. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's go through. It's so not the same. We already talked about so it. They beat, so they beat Texas. Yep. First. They beat Oregon. That was a close one, Texas, I mean. They beat Oregon. That was the first two games, not conference. Wait. But we're both, they were both. LSU? Yeah, LSU beat Oregon. Or, sorry, they beat Auburn. Auburn beat Auburn. Auburn, okay. But they beat yeah. Auburn. Yeah. Um, so Auburn. Texas, Texas. Alabama. Alabama. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yep. That really happened. <laughs> Clemson. Yep. And no. Are we thinking of more top 10 teams or just? Yeah, there's one more. Was it Florida? Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. There you go. 
Because yeah. that was a really close. That was like yeah. that was the really closest game. game of the year. That was one of the best. That was that was such a good game to watch. Though. But that was in Florida, though. Too. It was in Florida. Yeah. So that's that's its own monster. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, oh, you gotta admit though, or you gotta take into account that um, Trask, Florida's backup quarterback, was playing. So it wasn't Felipe Franks. That's true. Yeah. But Felipe Felipe Franks actually, if you don't know, he transferred. I did here. I don't know where he transferred. Kansas. To. Transferred to Kansas. Play with, play for Les Miles. Yep. Wait, is that Kansas? I thought it yeah, was no, Kansas State. No, no, it's Kansas. No, it's Kansas. That's well, what I guess Kansas State, State had a new coach too. Okay, yeah. never mind. But anyway, right. so that's good taking out. But anyways, all in all, LSU beat a lot of good teams. Yeah. They left no doubt. I don't think Convincing. you could really doubt yeah. it. Yeah. Because honestly, I feel like if they played Ohio State, they would blew them out too. I went on a rant about this last week. I did too. Did you hear it? I didn't hear it, but I oh. think I agree with you. I think that yeah. they would beat Ohio State. Yeah, they don't I, have after seeing what they did to Clemson, I don't think Ohio State playing would have made no. it any different. No, I think they would have done even worse than Oklahoma, honestly, because they have less leadership, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm leaving that. Check out the past podcast, uh, episode 15. Basically roasted everyone there because no one really stepped up. Ryan Day, he's not a leader, and Justin Fields definitely isn't one if Ryan Day isn't. So check that one out. But yeah, uh, honestly, I don't think they left anything to doubt. This might be the best like college football season of all time yeah. for yeah. LSU. Like, no, I, I'm well, saying not yeah, for LSU in general. Like, well, okay, yeah, period. Teams. Yeah, this period. is the best college football team I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they're so good. Oh my gosh, I they didn't lose. You. They literally didn't lose mm-hmm. all year, and they got tested over and over again. You're right, and they were down too. Well, wait, they weren't down to Clemson. Yeah, they were. They were down yeah, by they 10 were. in the first, qu- first quarter. They well, were down I'm by sorry. 10. I meant like at half they weren't. Oh, no, they're not down at half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't in the first quarter, though. Yeah, yeah. and that was crazy. I thought it was going to be closer. But, yeah. And so, I hey, all the respect to Joe Burrow. Uh, rest in peace to his career, though, because he's probably going to Cincinnati. Unless he throws I mean, a fit. I think he'll be all right in Cincinnati. I really do. I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> offensive line is worse than LSU's offensive okay, line. Okay, yeah, but they're gonna yeah. they'll address, that'll be addressed, and I do think I don't think his career is over. I think he's gonna have a good NFL career. Well, I don't think it. I didn't say it was over. I think it's gonna be a lot harder to throw in Cincinnati. Yeah. Than there's there's about to be a dip. Yeah, there's about to figure it out. It just he's not gonna be winning championships in back to back years. You're right. He will not the win. The Steelers the defense. Not, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The Steelers defense isn't Clemson's or. But I mean, you gotta think about like Oklahoma's. Like, chill out. A lot of we were top five. (laughs) A lot of the the talk about it yesterday was like the playmakers that he has around him. And going to Cincinnati, he has three good receivers. If AJ Green comes back, like AJ Green is still. AJ Green's gonna be healthy. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is. Tyler Boyd is on the rise. I'd say he's Mm -hmm. one of the better. He was a top tier receiver emerging right now. Yeah. Yeah, he could he throw the best John player in my fantasy. And then John Ross. He can just launch the ball to John Ross. So like Ooh, I think he good. has the, the weapons around him to Joe Mixon is also good out of the yeah, backfield. That's I mean true. it's I he, I would say he's just like what's his name? Alaire? Edward Alaire, the guy that he had, oh. he had there, the running back for LSU yeah, this year. Yeah, I, like I would say he he's had a just good like game, that. By the way. Yeah. Alaire? Yeah. Yeah, he's been good. He's he's kind of been, he he's, can't come out now, but he's he's a sleeper. Uh-huh. He had, to, he had some good swing passes that he took out of the backfield for good gains. He showed – he juked somebody out of their ankles, and they pretended to be hurt. And then yeah. he, he went and got the first down. Oh, yeah. That was a great play yeah, to no. watch. And he's a little bowling ball. Yeah. He's like 5'9". But he, he kind of – he's stocky, though. Oh, yeah. He weighs a bit. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of a Maurice Jones-Drew. 
I can see he might be even smaller. Stronger than well, he's I think he's stronger than smaller Jones and stronger. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just he's he's more compact. I also think he's so. yeah. I also think he's better athlete and receiver. I could see that actually. Yeah. Jones Street was a good receiver though. Yeah, but well, I mean, in today's age, it's it's a little bit different. I think running backs are more conditioned to be. Uh, I mean, they're definitely better receivers than past running backs. Mm-hmm. So speaking yeah. about we're talking about running backs real fast. Talk about Travis Etienne. Okay. He, he had a great he, game. He, yeah, he yeah. played really well. I think he had a great year. I really do. I think he proved a lot of, of doubt, doubters wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you go back and listen to one of my previews to the college football season, I, I had Trav, Travis Etienne as my, one of my top three running backs. Yeah. And I think he might have dipped out of there for a second, but came right back into it. I think he's definitely, I think he's my number two behind Jonathan Taylor. I will have to agree. I, I believe so too. I. So I watched J.K. Dobbins, and I th- mm-hmm. I'm a lot higher on him, too, after he went yeah. up against Clemson. Yeah. And J.K. Dobbins was my great. three. So yeah. those, were my, those were the three I was putting up, but I think Travis okay. Etienne took that second spot. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, then we're on the same page because, yeah, I like I like Etienne a lot. He has game-breaking speed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. imagine Tyreek Hill but a running back. He's also deceptively strong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> carrying defenders yesterday. Oh, yeah. He can run over people. And LSU has a good defense. Mm-hmm. I was that's like, true. wow, that's insane. That's true. So yeah. I think Travis Etienne should be the second dra- second running back taken this year's draft well, in, the, in the first round. Do you think, so I said this on uh, last week's podcast, but do you think he's a lock for the first round? Uh, he should be. Okay. I think so. I believe if, so too. If I'm rating, if I'm a NFL scout rating people, he is in my first round here. Okay. Cody, what do you think? He's probably near the back of the first round just because of the value okay. of a running back these days, but I don't see why he can't go. In the okay, first what about round. like a Tampa Bay? Like Tampa Bay? Would, would, he be, would he be a number one, would he be valuable running back in Tampa Bay? I think so. I think so. With Mike Evans and Godwin and yeah. those tight ends, they just need a quarterback, but we could I, I, he'd be a good fit in Tampa okay. Bay. It just depends on what needs they're trying to address first because they have sure. a lot of holes on defense. And then if there's a quarterback there that they like, they'll probably take a Jalen Hurts. Well, He's Jalen's not going in the first no, round anymore. Definitely. No. I really don't think. Yeah. But what, whether that's fair or not. Okay, how would. It's fair. Would <laughs> Trust you be, me. How, would you be happy with it? If I'm Tampa Bay, I'd be completely happy with this. Take Travis Etienne in the first round, Jalen Hurts in the second round. Oh, that's That'd a be steal. a great one-two combination. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like and at that point, Travis Etienne does have a lot of value. Oh, yeah. I like I like him a lot, too. From a character standpoint, I think when you think about Clemson players, you could kind of just assume they are all they all have like a ton of good character because mm-hmm. that's who Dabo Sweeney is. Yeah. You know, he's definitely somebody who focuses on that for sure. There's, I can't think of a lot of Clemson players that I was like, man, I don't – know about their character. Maybe Martavis Bryant. <laughs> yeah. But there's a reason that was he, a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. But that's well, even yeah. then. Well, yeah. here's the thing, but here's the thing. I don't think Dabo was there with No, he was. Bryant. He was like early on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he recruited him though. No, See, I don't, that think, been I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. What do we think about Trevor Lawrence after the championship game? Because he kind of fell no, apart. No, well, I still think I, like I still think he's he didn't fall apart. I think he's still a great quarterback. I think next year he'll be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it just showed he's still very young. I mean, he's a true sophomore, so this is his second year playing college football. Yeah. Um, I think that was just the difference. Like Joe Burrow is a seasoned senior who's played mm-hmm. in a lot of big games and has played a lot, and you could just see the difference in like older and younger. Like Trevor Lawrence, I still think is maybe not arm talent wise, but overall physical ability. I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Joe Burrow. 
he's more of an athlete. Um, maybe not arm talent wise, but like running and decisive decision making, all that stuff. I think he's just young and still has to learn. That's so right. I don't think Trevor Lawrence played bad. I mean, no. he just got beat. Yeah, this. so this is a really good LSU defense he was going up against. I was definitely more surprised that he started off as hot as he did. And then even after halftime, like, he still responded. He got a touchdown. He got the two-point conversion. And, like, I mean, I understand they didn't score after that, but, like, I, I mean, he didn't really have any turnovers after that, did he? Like, I thought he did a good job taking care of the ball. There wasn't much, like, he well, could he do. he had the really. fumble. Which one? Wait. The one that effectively ended the game. Wait, what? fourth quarter. Okay, but I mean, at the same time, that one didn't matter. Mind. It was okay. over already. Yeah. It, it didn't matter, but it's a turnover. Turnover's a turnover. Yeah, but... And I, I, I feel I, like it wasn't like it wasn't a great play by the defense. He mm-hmm. did, the ball just well, popped out. I will also say... At, and I think that at, the interception that he threw shouldn't have been called back. I don't. I didn't really see the defensive pass interference on that. Why? No, it was definitely defensive pass interference. 100%. It, it didn't look like a lot of contact. It, really. it, was, it was... If anything, it was a holding call, not pass interference. Okay. Um, but he did grab the receiver and... Pulling out of the way. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely a penalty. Okay. Yeah, um, sure. But I think I think as a quarterback, I played quarterback in high school. So as from a quarterback position, position, when you're down like that, at that point you're just, you're just running and gunning. So like, yeah. if you yeah. fumble the ball, the game's over anyways. You have to try to do something to to get your team back in it. But yeah, I don't I don't blame him as much for the fumble. Honestly, just because like it. Like, like you said, it was kind of in garbage time, so it didn't matter. Like, I know a turnover is a turnover, but, like, It, was, it didn't know. decide the game, I don't think. Yeah. The no. game was already decided. It wasn't It wasn't the worst turnover you could honestly You have. know, like, I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I'm going to compare him here. Jalen Hurts had some turnovers that turned games. There you go. This yeah. one didn't matter. LSU's going to win either way. Yeah. I, if this was, like, crunch time, I don't think he would have fumbled it like that. I think he would have been a lot more careful. We know who Trevor Lawrence is. He's someone who's like very meticulous. Like he pays attention to detail and he won't make stupid mistakes. And I I think if it was a closer game, he would have taken care of it. Uh, he would have played a cleaner game. That's just who he is. He does better under pressure. You know, we all know mm-hmm. that. He likes being an underdog for sure. So yeah, I don't I don't think his draft stock goes down. Oh, not I, at all. I still think he'll be the number one pick. Yeah, because sure, sure. like we just said, this is probably the best like football team maybe of all time. Easily the best season of all time in college. So yeah, in so, college, yeah. yeah. And like I mean, it's historic. Like every team that this LSU team played, like they basically like killed them except for that Florida game, which wasn't Florida. But like you know, Trevor Lawrence, I felt like did everything he could to keep Clemson in there, even though. I mean, I'll be honest, I definitely felt like this LSU team was way more talented than them. I felt like Ohio State was way more talented than them. But, you know, Clemson found a way to beat Ohio State. I thought they would find a way to beat LSU, but, I mean, it was just too much. Yeah, what was... Simon, we talked before the game, and you said that you had Clemson. Yeah. What was your thought going into that, and then what did you learn? Um, I mean... Not to underestimate Joe Burrow? No, it's not that. I I believe more in Dabo Sweeney and his leadership and Trevor Lawrence. Because if anybody was going to beat this LSU team, I feel like it would have been Clemson. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I personally think, yeah, that Clemson is the second best team in in the country. And I think 
Last year they were the best team, and next year they're going to be the best team. Yeah. If they I'm just being ran on- into an LSU team, again, who's a historic right. once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, you're right. If I'm being honest, like I don't think there's a single college football team that I could definitively, definitively say that I would want over Clemson in that moment in Louisiana with the crowd. Go- it, it was in Louisiana, too, so like the crowd's going but crazy after every LSU. single thing. I felt like there so. was a surprising amount of orange in the crowd. It I mean, was still definitely home for LSU, but yeah. like I was just... Just minor side note, I was surprised at the amount of orange in the crowd. Well, there's like still, a decent chunk of the stadium. I was like, yeah, oh. I mean, there still has to be, for like, NCAA rules-wise, you still have to sell a certain amount of tickets to the, to yeah. the Clemson fans. You oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. No, yeah, it's it a thing. Is. you have to at least split it. You can't just, like, put them out for sale, because if you did, all of the LSU fans would have taken them before the Clemson people could have. Oh, yeah. So there's a, there's a section reserved for Clemson, like, not like a section of the sit-in, but like a section of the tip or a number of tickets that were reserved for Clemson fans. Right. In that kind of situation, in a neutral site college football game. Neutral site. Yeah. <laughs> but like we knew, like it's the Superdome. It's hard to play in as is. Mm-hmm. You know, especially and then you throw in a bunch of college football fans, LSU fans that are like rabid and ready <laughs> for a national championship. Yeah. yeah. Then you have like the place pumping. Like every single mistake you made, they're gonna cheer, like for you to screw up. You know, and if there was a team, if there was a coach or a team that like could bounce back from that, I believe Clemson was that team. Obviously, it was a bit too much. I don't think it was because of like the crowd necessarily. It was because they were outmatched, and I think that's okay. Like, I probably would have picked Clemson again to be honest. Like, I know LSU was good and they're rolling, and they, you know, they had a little scare in the first quarter. Like, I felt like. Clemson's DC, Brent Venables, did a really good job getting after Joe Burrow. Everyone was on top of their stuff. They were trying their best to confuse him, and it just took him time because Joe Burrow didn't freak out either. And so when you have two great minds going at it, then that's, I mean, the team with the more with more talent's going to win. You're right. And so, LSU had more talent this year, yeah. for sure. But, again, next year, last year I would have taken Clemson. This year I took LSU after seeing what they did at their body of work. And then going to the playoff, I'm like, LSU has to win this. Like, there's no one that can beat them. But next year, I'm taking Clemson. Like, Clemson's going to win next year. Yeah, they have an extremely young defense. They have, like, three or four freshmen on that line who did a good job doing what they can to shut down Hilaire, uh, get after Joe Burrow, and, you know, shut down the run altogether. Pressure on Joe Burrow is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Something that I found a little surprising was LSU running, like, quarterback powers and stuff. Well, did you watch LSU at all this year? I mean, they, like the, they ran the, that. They ran that most of the year. Yeah. I mean, Just I saw it, I saw the around. draws all the time. Yeah. I didn't really see the quarterback. Yeah, powers quarterback too powers much. same too. Yeah. I mean, they, that wasn't that wasn't a wrinkle. I think they've been running that most of the season. At sometimes, yeah. I mean, I think they they went away from it. They didn't really have to do it against OU, but yeah, I mean, they could do whatever they wanted. Well, they yeah. scored seven touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, so. That's true. You could have rested all the starters in the second half. Oh yeah. All right. So let's here. Let's talk oh, I about. Got, more. I got one thing real fast. Oh, go ahead. Well, then we'll go to that. Yeah. I just thought of it. Give me your way too early national championship prediction matchup for next Ooh. year. I got mine already. Okay. Go ahead. So obviously, I think Trevor Lawrence and Clemson will be there, and I think they'll win it. And I think Justin Fields will figure it out, and Ohio State will be there. I definitely was going to say Ohio State. I think it's the Ohio State and Clemson. And I can't think of any other team that I would choose other than. Clemson. I don't see Bama. No, I don't think Bama will make it. I'll be honest. I don't. After watching Ohio State fall apart, I definitely am a lot more weary of them. I I don't know. Like, I want to believe that Justin Fields could figure it out, 
I'm more concerned that Ryan Day won't figure it out because I feel like he's still salty about this game, even though it happened weeks ago. So like, I don't know if he'll figure it out because if he does, if Ryan Day doesn't figure it out, then Justin Fields is never gonna develop mentally past where he is right now. Okay, then give me your one team you think can go in there, go in instead of them. I think Alabama, honestly. They have a five-star kid coming in in Bryce Young. Uh, I realize that none of y'all have seen him play before. But I've, I've watched him. He's he's really good. His athleticism is comparable to a Kyler Murray for sure. I don't think he's as good as a thrower. But he'll, I think he could be a even more talented Jalen Hurts, to be honest. And we'll see what happens. I, think, I believe in a Nick Saban team more right now than a Ryan Day-led team, to be honest. I think he's mediocre, leadership-wise. I mean, I definitely think so. Alabama makes the playoff, but I don't think they make it a championship. Okay. Any dark horse teams? Texas. No. <laughs> you, what do you mean? No, Sam Ellinger's back. Basically, everyone's back. We didn't lose anybody. <sighs> and another year... You guys weren't even in the Big 12 championship. <laughs> okay, well, we destroyed I also Utah. Don't think, I also don't think Oklahoma will make it. No, Probably not. Oklahoma's definitely not. I think Oklahoma's on a downslide right now. Yeah, they're gonna have the next the next few years will be rebuilding. But I think once they're who uh, who's their I mean Spencer Rattler. Yeah, once Spencer Rattler's a junior, I think they'll be back in contention. Rattler, he's a. I'll be honest, I don't think he deserves to be a five star guy coming out of, or even the number one quarterback coming out (laughs) of uh, high school. I was I watched him a lot, and then I watched QB one. QB one, I think his personality is great. I, he's someone that'll push him, but I just, I don't know, he's just not that good. <laughs> like, he's not that big, if I'm being honest, so there's that. Mm-hmm. His arm strength, it's it's all right. His accuracy's there, but he's really good at, like, you know, um, I guess, excelling, just freestyling and whatnot, I'd say. So he would take time to develop. I don't think he's going to be good right off the bat. Okay, let me give you, I'll give you my dark horse. Minnesota, they didn't lose anybody. I agree. They're just all getting older and smarter and stronger and faster and better. So I think I think Minnesota could be a dark horse. Yeah. They beat Auburn. They did. Yeah, and that's that's a good win too. Mm-hmm. Even even with a young quarterback in Bo Nix over there. Yeah. Yeah. But say you have to look out for Auburn. They uh, were they were competitive yeah, in yeah, a lot of yeah. big games this year, mm-hmm. and they won some big games too. I would also yeah. give. I would also give. Bo ain't bad. I'd also give Florida. Florida, Florida might be a dark horse, a dark horse yeah. spot too. There's a couple quarterbacks that we should definitely keep an eye on because they could transfer to a, a good program, mm-hmm. you know. And well, and Florida, that's all Florida's missing is because again, Felipe Franks went out, yeah. and so who are they going to bring in? I think someone could transfer there, and that could be the icing on the cake. And I think that Florida could be a dark horse. If that Houston quarterback De'Aaron King comes to Florida, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great fit. Or if he went to LSU, I, I like that fit too. Mm-hmm. All right, give me one, give your your opinion on one more team, then we can go on to the next thing we're gonna do. Uh-huh. What do you think about Texas A&M? What about them? Because they didn't lose anybody either. I know they didn't play well this year, but <sighs> do you want me to go first? All right, uh, I'm a Kellen Mond disbeliever. To be <laughs> doubter honest. or doubter? Yeah, I don't. He's not that good. <laughs> if I'm being honest, in high school, he played for IMG Academy. In my opinion, if you have to play for a private school, then you're not really a five-star like prospect. Maybe if you go there after, but like, even then, I don't think you're that good. 
And so Wait, it is kinda... this a broad statement that you're making? What? Or just for Kalamond. About playing I... in private schools? I mean, I've said it means before. that you should be a five-star guy because Christian McCaffrey played at a private school. I mean, it's not the it's not IMG Academy. No offense against you know against Valor Christian, but IMG Academy literally has like like starting lineups with five five-star guys on their teams. And if I'm being oh, honest, well, you just said the word private, so that's why I was oh did I clarifying? I, well, I meant pro. Sorry, school is more like IMG Academy. Mm -hmm. So but I guess comparable is. I would modern probably game. pay to go see a Valor IMG game. I think it'd be good. I don't know if it'd be good. <laughs> okay, when Christian McCaffrey was there. Okay, all right, maybe. Yeah, but these days, no. Valor yeah. can't even win state in Colorado anymore. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Anyways, with IMG Academy, uh, Kellamon came from there. He was like one of their first starting quarterbacks. He beat out. <laughs> Last chance you star Malik Henry, who obviously we know where he's at. He doesn't care about football, even though he's talented. So out of here with that. And uh, yeah, I think both those guys are a lot alike, though. Kellamon really, if Kellamon has a better attitude than Malik Henry, that's the reason why he he has his starting job. But he's not that good. I don't think he progressed enough this year. I think he regressed. Oh, he definitely regressed honest. this year. Yeah. So basically, he didn't learn anything this whole last off season. And uh, I don't believe in Jimbo Fisher either. How come like, how come so many bad players come from a Jimbo Fisher team? I could name a Maybe lot he's of. Not a good coach. Yeah. Bad attitude. A&M players. wasn't even ranked, right? No. Uh, they what ended up they? being ranked like twenty-three. Oh my god. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. They shouldn't be ranked. I feel anymore. like any of the good teams that they faced, I saw them lose. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just they won the bowl game against Oklahoma State, so mm. it's Oklahoma State. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but I'm going to I definitely agree with. I think Jimbo Fisher. I don't. I think he's more of that old school coach that just screams and yells at everybody all the time, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that is a dying breed of coach. Yeah, if I'm being For the honest, right reasons. Mm -hmm. that's true. If I'm being honest, there are at least ten JUCO players. Or, sorry, 10 football players that have played for Jimbo Fisher in every season of Last Chance U. So you tell me what that says if they have to leave school because they're not good enough. Anyways. Anyways, what are you going to say? Before oh, I was going to go on about, like, draft profiles. Okay. Like, if anybody uh, has risen. Yep. What well, do you, you think? can't move up from number one. So yes, Joe Burrow stayed still in the same spot, even though, even though he played he great. obviously yeah. number one. That's an obvious number one. Travis Etienne, we already talked about Yeah, him. but I'm going to say just from the national championship game watching. Okay. I'm sorry, not just like just from the game, but players on the two teams. Okay. And based on their performance in the national championship. I think Isaiah Simmons, draft stock, move it up. He was all yeah. over the field. Sacking people, knocking balls away. He played great coverage against Moss. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I mean, like, I think... Anytime he wasn't covering Moss is basically when Moss scored. Yeah, I yeah. think Isaiah Simmons, Isaiah Simmons should be one of the top... Well, he's... Okay, here's the good question. Does he play linebacker or safety in the NFL, you think? I'd rather have him at linebacker. Okay. I think he'll be right. elite at linebacker. Okay. He's so, pretty big do you for put him... Safety. Yeah. yeah. Would you say he's the number one what do you mean? linebacker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, easy. I think, honestly, he could yeah, go top he 10. Beat, he beat out Kenneth Murray. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Oh. After what happened, <laughs> Cody's not I'm nodding my head vigorously. Yeah, yeah. So, After yeah, so what think, happened, yeah. He's I do think he, he moved. I, I do agree. I think he moved in the top 10 with that, mm -hmm. with that performance. 
Now my my uh, degress lower grade, I think it goes to um, Kristen Fulton. He got yeah. exposed. Oh my gosh, and he, he was looked, getting torched. Yeah, it's I not think that good. <laughs> like some of the mock drafts I saw him is the third the yeah. third cornerback taken. I don't even think he should get picked in the first round right now. No. No, no. No. He's not. He didn't first look like a first talent. round talent last night. <laughs> no. And you know those are th those are some good Clemson receivers. But he's gonna play even but, better receivers. Yeah, you're, in the you're NFL. gonna play even better receivers yeah. in the NFL. So if yeah. I'm being honest, I I watched him play against or play in that Georgia game, and he didn't impress me at all. He was getting burnt by those guys, and nobody knows. Those were freshman receivers. Well, here's the thing. I know. Here's the thing. Yeah. You didn't listen to him talk about it. Like, Kristen Fulton was getting outplayed by the freshman on the other side of the ball, the other corner. Yeah. For LSU. Yeah. Stingley's gonna be really good. Yeah. So I think I think it just shows. I he might yet he might even drop out of the second round. I'm, he might. I might he looks grade like him, a third round. I might grade him at a third round talent. Even I would grade him at a third round talent. It was bad. He's, it was really bad. He's last only night. up there because of he won a championship. If we're just being honest, for me, championship. That's great. He was on a championship winning team, but sure. I'm looking at his body, his body, his personal body of work, and I was not that impressed by it. Yeah, that I too. mean, when um, T. Higgins took that end around yesterday and then ran him oh over. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that even, was he didn't brutal. even run over. He just literally put his like gave him a forearm to the face and he fell over. Yeah, he. <laughs> Fulton flattened himself yeah. on the moving yeah. vehicle that was Higgins yeah. yesterday. That's right. I was. I remember watching it with Cody. I was like, "What was that?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> was like that? he didn't tackle. I think those are my two, two great changes from the game. You That's think that LSU safety stays in the exact same spot? Then? Grant Elfit. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. moved yeah. up or down. He, he played, stays the same. He had some like plays where I was like, uh, like the end around that you're talking about. He kind of took a bad angle on that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, sheesh. But then you know he had the. Forced fumble on Lawrence at the end of the Yeah, game, so I'm so. going to say he didn't – I'm going to say the only two that – I only named those two because they're the biggest movers. Mm -hmm. I think Isaiah Simmons moved up to the number one, and Kristen Fulton dropped to bottom to the third round, day three, or day two picks. Like, okay. All right, that's fair. What about uh, these LSU receivers? Would you take Jamar – would you take any of them in the first draft? Well, Jamar Chase is a, a sophomore. He cannot come out this year. Right. Yeah, of course. Um – I think Jamar Chase is better than Justin Jefferson. Or not Justin, wait, that's the um, name, right? Yeah, Justin, yes, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I think he's better than him, even though everyone says Justin Jefferson is better. That's fair. I think Jamar Chase is better. Jamar Chase is better. And Jefferson is still good. Yeah, yeah, and I would 100% if... I think Jamar Chase should be the number one receiver taken next year. Right. When he comes out. 100%. What about Jefferson, then? This is a really good wide receiver class. Because he's coming out this year, right? Yeah, I mean, I... I assume I'm he pretty is. sure he is. Yeah, yeah. he's a so, junior. If so. if he was smart, he would He'd stay wait another until year next year cause because cause he's the, more likely to get drafted in the first round. The receivers aren't as good next year. I'd be weary about that, especially since LSU doesn't really have a a good quarterback, quarterback in, in the place. ranks. Yeah, because your stats <laughs> could dip badly. Okay, well then, I think yes, you take Justin Jefferson in the second round, maybe. Yeah, sec I was gonna say um, second round, not a first round talent because. Okay. Cause, yeah, I mean, not even after that performance against Oklahoma. No, because Jamari Chase still overshadowed him at everything. No, he did. Jamar no, Chase caught four Just, touchdowns. Well, Justin Jefferson had two hundred receiving yards. Yeah, but over two hundred. I remember. I remember. Okay, he had two hundred yards in one game. Yeah, Jamari, the Jamari Oklahoma Chase, game. Yeah, 
we watched that Oklahoma's defense wasn't that good. Okay, all right, all right. Jamar, Jamar Chase. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting here. Cody's dying. Jamar, Jamar Chase. It's not as bad as actually watching the game. In two playoff games, playing Oklahoma and Clemson, he had three last night, right? Yeah. So that's seven receiving touchdowns in two games. Okay. All right. And he dropped one. He dropped the third. He dropped another one. So I know. That was a eight. really bad drop. He yeah. should have had eight. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair Can enough. Can we? Okay. Is, was it just me or was there quite a bit of drops in last night's game? There was a lot of drops. Like between both teams. Yeah. And I would say there's yeah. there were some big missed calls um, by the refs anyways. Yeah. The refs, I definitely felt, feel like they leaned a little bit towards LSU. Because there are some times where I was like, man, Clemson well, is... I would think it's I would tough. think it would go with no calls because if you look <clears> at it, <throat> the penalty wise, LSU was called for more penalties in the game. That's true. Um, but I think it was just the big moments where mm, it probably should have been a penalty on LSU and they didn't get a yeah. call. That well, that even if one team has more penalties, yeah. the timing of penalties. Well, here's because here's, like, here's a great example of it. If like the T Higgins touchdown that got called back for offensive pass interference, I don't think you can call that offensive pass interference. He didn't push him over. The guy literally just ran fell. into T. Higgins and fell yeah. down because T. Higgins is a big is a is a unit, right? Yeah. So I think he just ran into him and fell down. Was that Sting? Sing- what is his name? Uh, Stingley. Stingley. I Derek think it was Stingley, Stingley, but he's he's not a very big corner. I mean, he's a corner. So. I know. I know. But I'm saying yeah. he's, not, he's not that big. But he. I don't think he got pushed by no, by T. Higgins. I think he just ran into T. Higgins and fell down. Yeah, I I'd have to agree with you on I that think it because been a touchdown. like. Even even if Higgins pushed off a little bit, he didn't push off that hard. Uh-uh. So yeah, no, Stingley just fell over. Yeah, I don't think it was. A, and then do you notice Stingley like but... celebrating the flag too? Yeah, like, like he knew. He's like, yeah. I was like, ah. if anything, uh, anything rewatching the play in, in, on, like the replay, it probably was defensive pass interference. Stingley was grabbing all over him, holding on to him. He's just so small. T. Higgins is so big. He just T. Higgins is a man, <laughs> yeah. dude. So T. Higgins, he's a first round guy. Mm, right? Okay, I only have one issue with T. Higgins. What is I feel like like the injuries are a big deal for me with him. Yeah, like you're he right. got he got sure he got Charlie Horse, but that doesn't mean you need to run back into the. Locker room. Yeah, I thought that was a little it, extra because he came it right back yeah, out. Yeah, just run it, run, off, run it off on the sidelines. Like, why are well, you going? He did in... that in the whole exactly, Ohio exactly. State That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. if you're gonna go into the locker room and then come back and play, like if you're going to the locker room, you should be because at least just me being smaller and like having to work for it hard enough, not being T Higgins given everything like that. Um, I'm only going in if I can physically not play anymore. But if I'm like have a stinger. Or have a pole hamstring or something like that. I'm gonna try and stretch it out, work it out on the sidelines, and go back in. Get on the bike. Yeah. Get yeah. Back on the field. Yeah. So it's a mental thing, though. I think for him, for T Higgins, it's a mental thing for sure. I feel like okay. it doesn't stop him from being a first round talent. No, I don't either. I'm his size t- is first round for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But I'm still and taking. LaVisca I, w- I want to see how his combine goes. I'm still taking mm-hmm. Lavisca Chenault over him. I'm taking Henry Ruggs over him. Well, I'm taking Jerry Judy. Also I'm gets taking, hurt too. But he he also. Like, yes. he has, like, real injury. Yeah, exactly. But LaVisca's played with less talent. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Talent. So, that's the <laughs> most. So, we know. We know. I've watched him, yeah. So, I'm still thinking LaVisca Chenault over him, C.D. Lamb over him, yeah. Henry well, Ruggs, yeah. Jerry Judy. So, that's still four, four receivers I'm taking over T. Higgins. 
I can see this being a five wide receivers in the first round kind of thing because the Ravens are going to be near the back of the first round God. and they need a receiver. I, I I saw some mock drafts with Stavisky Chenault going to Baltimore, which would be terrifying. Here, real quick, <laughs> would you think? Would you so? Would you say that T. Higgins is better than Justin Jefferson? Yes. <sighs> That's tough. I think. Is he? I think physical it, size just, wise, he's bigger and better. Yes, but it's just what like every NFL team needs a big receiver. Uh huh. But you know, so he feels like a big he, receiver isn't reliable if he's hurt all the time too, though. But it's not like I don't know. I don't feel like it's serious enough, especially because it's like I don't know. I feel like part of and maybe this is just me, but part of like T Higgins, like you know, going to the locker room and stuff, is his concern for his draft stock. That is a concern that a okay, lot of well, college players have. That's, that's great. Then some even the sit thing. out bowl games because of their. But here's draft the thing: stuff. it's different. So, it's different in a bowl game where it's a one game. This is a playoff game and then the championship game. Yeah. Like. He could have won two in a row. You're right. I think, like I just think that would worry me. Of like those, these are the two biggest games of the year. Yeah. And, and like, why yeah. are you going out in the two biggest yeah. games? Like if you're an yeah. NFL coach. Oh. You don't want to be in the Titans position where you're the sixth seed underdog going to the conference championship, having T. Higgins as your number one guy, and then going out and coming back in, in and out, in and out in the middle of the game. Yeah, like if you're worried about your draft stock, then don't participate in the playoffs. So they could plan without you. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like because plus this I, is Clemson. Well, yeah, so I guarantee like, like Trevor Lawrence and Debo Sweeney built their game plan around getting T. Higgins in one-on-one coverage and throwing him the ball. So if he's yeah. not there, what's your game plan? <laughs> That's true. That's a fair point. We'll have to keep Je- an eye on Jefferson that. just had some really bad drops. No, yeah. That's, again, that, that's sure. that concerned me. I, that's like, why I think I put them... Like, like the same the same passes, like Higgins wouldn't drop. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like... Well, it's two varying levels of like reliability, right? Because Higgins, you're worried about relying on him because of him is maybe being hurt. Is he going to even be there? Yeah. Yeah. But with Jefferson, is you know, can you rely on him? Because is he going to catch the ball? Because he's, yeah. you know, he's had some drops throughout the year. So here's, here's honestly, how I'm just like, how? How did you drop that? Again, which is go by? I think Jamari Chase is better than Justin Jefferson. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. I think if you look at the receivers, there are like put them in tiers. Well, first tier is C. first tier is C.D. Lamb. Well, I'm going to put him. So I'm going to if you want to go like that, yeah, I think Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb are the top tier. Should go top ten if if you're looking for a receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next tier, so I could say you could say tier being like one point five, yeah. Um, it's the Lisca Chanel, Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. are the next two, and then if you want to put the next tier, T Higgins and Justin Jefferson. That's so you say Higgins and then Jefferson. I think now, Higgins or? and Jefferson. Okay, right, I'm taking Higginsons be- Higgins before Jefferson. Yes. All right. Well, I just wanted to ask the question. Yeah, we, I answer. think we gave it an answer. <laughs> yeah. What about you? You Higgins over Jefferson? Uh, see, you brought up the whole T. Higgins thing, and it has me thinking about it. T. Higgins is the better player, but like, I'd definitely rather have, this is how I see it, I'd probably rather have an Adam Thielen over like a Michael Floyd or whatever. You know, I think that's pretty comparable. So I mean, I think you could compare it even just to, if you want to compare the Vikings, T. Higgins is Adam Thielen. Okay. Stephon Diggs is Justin Jefferson. Wait, why is why is T. Higgins Adam Thielen? Because he has better hands. He has better hands. He gets hurt. I mean, well, this just it was Stephon, just issue that Stephon yeah, Diggs drops yeah. the ball too much. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. That's why I'm going with Justin Jefferson. Oh, okay. Stephon Diggs. All right. And Adam sure. Thielen is so again. I would rather have an Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, 
Dennis Stefan Diggs, Josh Jefferson. Okay. But in a perfect world, you'd have both. So, and you honestly, can, or you could be on, the like, Vikings and have both and still lose. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you know, you could have both and still only put up 10 points in the division. Because you're round. running the ball yeah. the whole time. Anyway, speaking of that, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs coming up next. Yeah. Welcome back to the cycle, 365. We just talked about college football, um, episode. 16, today. Um. January 14th. <laughs> yeah. For those 14th. who will not hear it today, but will hear it well, today, nobody's whenever today. they hear it. Their version of today. Anyways, we're going to talk about the playoffs now in the divisional round in the NFL. Go for it. Um, or let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, if you don't know, Tennessee and Kansas City are going to play in the AFC Championship. And the Packers and the 49ers are going to play in the NFC Championship. You know how much I built up Lamar Jackson in my prediction article just for him to lose? I mean, I think we all did. Yeah. Here, okay, because me... He's still the MVP. Go ahead. Oh, that was, that was, that's right. a good he question. Is. I'm going to ask. Did, but does losing hurt his MVP race? No. Yeah. Who do you give it to instead? Yeah, you can't. I mean... Russell Wilson also lost. Yeah, no. Well, granted, the Seahawks wouldn't have been even close if it wasn't for Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, because let's think yeah. about it. You can't give it to, if you don't look at quarterbacks, you can't really give it, definitely can't give it to Ryan Tannehill. Um, no. Can't give it to Patrick Mahomes because he didn't play half the year. Give it to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, possible. If you think if he goes to the, if, if he if runs it, okay, for 200 way, yards. The only way, the only way Derrick Henry wins the MVP is if the Tennessee Titans win the Super Bowl. Well, the <laughs> awards are given before the Super Bowl. What if they go there, though? Oh, I, still, I still have a hard time giving it to him because... He played really well all year, but he didn't come on until like the last four weeks of the season, like running for over 150 yards on all four or something like okay. that. Okay. It's not an Adrian Peterson season, is what no. Jesse's saying, where when, because Adrian Peterson was the last non-quarterback to win MVP uh-huh. when he came back from ACL and he ran for over 2,000 yards. SB historic. So Adrian Peterson, every game that year, was a threat. Yeah. He was coming for the defenders' lives. And but I will say now, I will say I'll give it Derrick Henry in these last six weeks, so last four weeks of the regular season, and then now in the playoffs, he is running with that mentality where I'm coming for you, defense, and I'm gonna kill you. Like that's basically how he's running. But <laughs> you're right though, yeah. But I don't think it's enough to give him MVP. Yeah. Uh the way Lamar Jackson lost wasn't bad enough to stop him from getting MVP. He th- Let's just keep this in mind. He had to throw almost 60 times. I don't know why they didn't hand it off to Mark Ingram. Or just run Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, they did run him. Lamar Jackson had 150 rushing yards. I know, but I'm like, run him more. I, even then, that's... I mean, it. it's hard to run the ball when you fall behind so early. Yeah. The Ravens' defense... I, I was talking to Simon about this, and we were kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So we'll go back and forth on the air for the viewers or... They're not viewers, they're listeners. But and then we'll get Jesse's input. But I was saying Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game, but He didn't lose the game. He didn't lose no. the game, but I'm not gonna say he played good, you know. I mean it, it was, he had a bad day. Let's just say let's his just receivers say, didn't help him, but you can't just give Lamar Jackson the freebie on this one. Let's let's just say he kinda Played like an average NFL quarterback. Here, let's let's bring up the stats though. 
He did have 350 passing yards, like I said, on 60 attempts. 60 attempts yeah. is a lot. It is, but even then, that's because you have inept receivers like Seth Roberts who drop wide open touchdowns. Their receivers are bad. Yeah, you have They're tight ends bad. who obviously couldn't get separation, which is why that one uh, pick to Mark An- why that one pick happened, the first one to Mark Andrews. Well, he just dropped the ball. Too. Yeah, exactly. But like, it wasn't like Lamar could have like he could have thrown a better ball. But like, even then, like he, there wasn't a lot of separation. You make the plays when you make them, and so there's that. There he had one interception His that other I was interception I'll give was to him. Bad. Yeah, but if you take away the Mark Andrews one, he has 350 passing yards, one interception. I'm pretty sure he has a touchdown in there, and then 150 rushing yards. If that's a bad day, then. Then okay, sure. That's that's a bad. I mean, I guess they didn't win, but like still, like I I can't say there was a lot they could have done. If I'm being honest, the Ravens' defense didn't help. Everyone outside of Marquise Brown and then Mark Andrews for a quarter did okay. So yeah, it really just comes down to the fact that yeah. Derrick Henry is a monster yeah. and ran over Baltimore, everyone. Baltimore's defense. That's really he ran over the entire to. state of Maryland. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Hey, if what we, about Khalif Raymond, though? Did oh, you see that? That little... Wait. <laughs> Khalif Raymond, I'm thinking yes. of the right play? Yeah, you are. That played for the Broncos. Wait. Khalif Raymond, that played for the Broncos. Oh, that played for the Broncos. You know who he is, right? Uh, yeah. He played for the Broncos for one year. Urza Turner was terrible for the Broncos. Caught the long touchdown pass in the game. That's right. What year was this? Um, I want to say... It was with... It was with Peyton Manning. Or it might have been the year wait, after wait, Peyton wait. Manning. Okay. With Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, Khalif Raymond played for a year with the Broncos. As a returner, I think maybe played a few plays on offense. So that would have been, what, 2016? 16, yeah. 2016, Khalif Raymond, Broncos player. Wow. Yeah. Must have skipped my mind like the rest of the 2016 season. I don't blame you because it was not good. (laughs) Fair enough. I think he... Muffed like four punts in that year. Like he was the start of the Broncos' downfall at punt returning. <laughs> and then we tried Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. He's sorry. Yeah, but, but anyways, right. so let's let's talk about this Tennessee team. Is it realistic to give them a chance to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, I think they have a chance. Yes. I mean, you you can't say no. Nobody gave them a chance against the Ravens, and then let's they be beat honest. Them. No one gave them a chance against. Houston, well, no, they, who they play for? New Patriots. Yeah, no one gave them a chance there either. Well, where would you put that chance then? Low. I'm going to say 35%. Give it a percentage. 35%. Oh, give it a percentage? Yeah. Because it's over 25. What's, what's Derrick Henry's number? Is it 26? Yeah. 26%. Because <laughs> Derrick Henry is the reason that they will win that game. No, I'm going to give it a little higher. I said, I said 35%. Yeah. It's I just think 35%. Because it's higher than 25%, but. Yeah. I don't they think beat, they don't, beat the Chiefs already once this year. I don't yeah, think did. quite. But the Chiefs showed us how revenge games work because <laughs> Houston also beat them earlier this year, and then Kansas City smacked them around. Let's here. Let's let's pull back a little. I bit. think it comes down to this. This is what it comes down Go to. Go on. Yeah. The only way that Tennessee makes the Super Bowl, if Derrick Henry has a monster game, okay. and someone on the Titans defense can cover Travis Kelsey. I think there is someone that can. They have a lot of young players. Mm-hmm. They so. they match up pretty well with the Chiefs yeah. as far as like on their defense goes because Bayard's a baller. He's been a baller for a mm-hmm. couple of years at safety, and then Adore Jackson. I feel like he's fast enough to play yeah. against Tyreek Hill. You still have Malcolm Butler out there. I just 
I think again Tyreek Hill's fast, but I still always worry about Tyreek Hill. Like if he was okay. on my team, I would always worry about him because he gets a hot head. He fumbles on punt returns, apparently. <laughs> that Okay, the beginning of that game was weak. <laughs> yeah. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Yeah, um, we will. But he, like, he's just almost too inconsistent for me. Okay. Logan Ryan is also a pretty good member of that Titans secondary. So you have Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Adore Jackson, Kevin. That's a pretty good secondary. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a bad defensive line either. No, not here's, at all. Here's the thing, though. that So the Tennessee's key to beating the Ravens was jumping out early, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We learned from the Houston game <laughs> that that doesn't save you. No, not against Kansas City. Not against You're Kansas City. Gonna have to... Kansas City's offense on, like, like if I needed one play, is more explosive than the Ravens' offense. Because mm-hmm. we, knew, we knew heading in that the Ravens, like, Lamar Jackson was, and still is, in my opinion, the MVP. Mm-hmm. But they're a running team. You're right. So if somebody gets out to a fast start and then they have to pass the ball... They're not ready. They're not. Yeah, they don't have the playmakers yeah. on the outside. I think it's important to remember. I, at least this is my opinion. I don't think that Kansas City Chiefs defense is as good as the Ravens defense, in a lot of ways. It depends they on the day. It played, seems like it's like it depends on the day. It really does with yeah. with the Kansas City defense. I mean, they looked rusty coming out, but then they locked it down. If it comes down to them having to stop Derrick Henry, do you think they have players who can? Well, I'll tell you what, right now, if Derrick Henry meets Tyron Matthews one-on-one, Derrick Henry's going to flatten him. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably their best defensive player. The the Titans have to score over 30 points to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, that's the only thing. They did it last time. I think it could happen. I mean, it happened once, but, okay, we're talking about Derrick Henry a lot. Ryan Tannehill has to pass for over 100 yards if they're going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I would say... He, he hasn't has. even done that yet. I would well, say let's... he has to throw even over 150 yards passing. He, he, probably, has to be, he probably has to throw 200 yeah. yards passing. Yeah, if... Don't you think he's due for a big game then? Because I think so. This <laughs> well, might be the... Bro, this <laughs> might be the weakest defense he's played yes, okay. in the playoffs. But the, the Chiefs have a good pass defense, though. Here's the thing. They, they, some, they, they really some, do. They they were in the top half of the league. They have some questionable corners. They have some questionable corners. Yeah. Their safeties are good, but they have questionable corners. Yeah. Here's the thing that I will say though. It's Ryan Tannehill. So if Ryan Tannehill is quote unquote supposed to have a big game, how big of a big game can Ryan Tannehill have? I think <laughs> 200 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could see 200 yards and three touchdowns pretty easily. Yeah. Well, that's what it'll take to beat Plus the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what it's. Also, if 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 we see next week with. The Titans beating the Chiefs. You will look at the stat line. Ryan Tannehill have 200 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Derrick Henry will have 175 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Okay, I could see. That's literally. Yeah. I, pr- I yeah. bet you, if you looked at the box score from the last time they played, that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, remember off the top of my head, but they scored 35 points. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I kind of I trust Tannehill. I think he's. I think <laughs> he hears he hears the haters out there, right? Because they're like, oh, you didn't put up. A lot of numbers against uh, who they played last week. Baltimore. Baltimore. You didn't put up numbers really against the Patriots. You know, Derrick Henry's carried you (laughs) this whole But like, if I'm being honest, if Ryan Tannehill wants this extension, because I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this season. Him and Mark Merritt are free agents. So well, they're gonna get Tannehill. I'm pretty sure. But if he wants more money than what he's already gonna get, I think this is a game that he could definitely. Oh, like he, could have a great game in. he could 100% earn his big paycheck in this game. Yeah, I'd definitely bet on him having a big game against the Chiefs defense than to. the Ravens or Patriots. Mm-hmm. He needs to is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think he can. Also, saying Marcus, this is kind of a change of subject, but saying okay. Marcus Mariota reminded me 
that Vrabel used Mariota on the scout team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to play as to play Jamar as Lamar Jackson. Jackson. But here's the thing, which too, is, is he can also which is fair because Marcus can run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, here's the thing, I but think Marcus, you can't simulate Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's if there's well, yeah. any if there's any practice squad quarterback to play Patrick Mahomes, I think it has to be Marcus Mariota. Like obviously he's not even close to Patrick Mahomes, no. but he's going to give you a decent look of what yeah. Marcus Mariota or what Patrick Mahomes is going to throw at you. Yeah, if we're being real, Marcus Mariota, it's really sad in a way because like I know he's getting a lot of heat for for uh, just I don't know not being as good as Tannehill, but like. Marcus Mariota could definitely put up the numbers that Tannehill put up these last two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so let's be real. Mariota's biggest problem, and it's been his biggest problem since rookie years, he holds onto the ball mm-hmm. too long. Yeah. yeah. But that it's, could be fixed. It easily. It just hasn't been. What about yeah, what was it Pat Shermer in Denver? Well, <laughs> we have Drew Lock. We don't yeah. want. We don't yeah, want yeah. quarterbacks. We yeah. don't want quarterbacks. The Steelers I will take Marcus Mariota. We'll okay. take him. Well, easily. of course you're gonna yeah. say that. The Broncos yeah. don't want a quarterback just because you want him to yourself. <laughs> you don't have Drew Locke. What do you mean? Here's here's the thing. I think the only person, that, back to your thing of how you could simulate Patrick Mahomes, I think the only player you could take to, to simulate Patrick Mahomes is Russell Wilson. Well, I'd say for, for backup players. For backup players. No, I'm talking about just anyone in the NFL if you want oh, someone. Anyone in the NFL, oh, yeah. I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers instead yeah. of Russell Wilson. You think? Just because of arm strength. Well, yeah. arm strength, the only thing I'm thinking about is like, the where Patrick Mahomes makes his magic is when he runs around in the backfield. And yes, I mean yes, Rogers, Rogers is, does that, but he's not. I mean he did it multiple times against the Seahawks too. Yeah, but yeah. still I don't I don't know. I'd still have one. But anyways, back let's go back to quarterbacks. Well, back up quarterbacks, I was gonna say Nick Foles. Uh, I don't think Nick Foles could could mimic really Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Well, I'm saying out of out of all the backup quarterbacks in the league, Nick Foles would be a great Scout team quarterback for Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna say this. Especially time. if you got big Nick. Okay. Okay, this well, is a family podcast. That. that was <laughs> Well, I'm just gonna cut it. This is nickname. Okay. Well you, you don't have, gotta right, if you have on. big blank Nick, if <laughs> you're an Eagles fan or watched the Super Bowl a couple years ago, you know what I'm talking about. Then he could definitely do it. I don't know. Okay, but let's let's go back to the topic though, with Patrick Mahomes and uh, so we're gonna, move, are we gonna move on to that next game now. So now Pat, or Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs versus the Texans. Right. Let's move on to that. Oh game. yeah, yeah. Let's move so, on so, to that we, game. We're finished up. Yes. Yeah, you're so right. I realized we didn't say it, but the Titans beat the Ravens. Titans beat the Baltimore Ravens. To move yes. On to that that is what that is what happened. If you guys yes, didn't pick yes. up on <laughs> yes. what we were and then talking now, about, now we'll start with this one. The Chiefs. We're down early, but came back and beat Houston to win. They whooped yeah. the Texans. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, let's talk about it. Go. Um, okay, so they did start off a little slow, but I don't think anybody really doubted them. At least people that watch football didn't really doubt them. I mean, did we? No. no. Well, exactly. Simon and I, we were watching the game, and the Texans were planning on going for it on fourth and one in Chiefs territory, up 21 nothing, And we both liked the call from the Texans' perspective, because we felt like 28 was a lot safer than 24. Mm-hmm. And we were right, because the Texans ended up kicking a field goal, and the Chiefs scored 28 unanswered points and didn't look back from it. Yeah, the Chiefs roared back. I think everyone knew this was I, I Yeah, I could see. No, we knew it was coming, because yeah. Bill O'Brien is the coach of the, ten, of the Houston Texans. Yes. Poor Deshaun Watts. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, 
Let's we'll talk about that later though. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Sure, he got hurt, and we all thought the Madden curse was kicking in when they went down twenty-four. But he's still Patrick Mahomes, and then he still has great weapons and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, uh, let's just talk about Kelsey, that cast around him. Like, I don't know if there's a better skill position around Patrick Mahomes. Like, he has no Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, let's be honest. Damien Williams is great at yeah, the field. Sammy yeah. Watkins is playing well. Yeah, he's a good like he's a good second uh tier receiver for yeah. sure. And and the Chiefs didn't have Sammy Watkins last time they played the Texans, yeah. in no. case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. No. But anyways, good cast around him. Yeah. Um they started off you could see the rust though. Mm-hmm. And you know sure. the AFC was kind of outside of like the final result of the Chiefs game, I felt like the AFC teams who had the bye weeks looked a lot rustier than the NFC teams. Than the NFC teams, and I feel like part of the Ravens. Just real quick note on that: their struggles on defense were rust, and yeah. I feel like the Chiefs' overall struggles at the beginning of the game were rust because they had so many dropped balls. Yeah. They, they were dropping drag routes, yeah. drag routes. Like, oh my gosh, I've seen so many dropped passes these past few days. It's making me nauseous, but. That was very evident for me watching the AFC playoff games, mm-hmm. at least for the home teams. That's it's true. just that the Chiefs are able to overcome shooting themselves in the foot because a lot of, better because than because of their passing team. game. <laughs> yeah, it's also really hard to play at Arrowhead. It only took oh, one yeah. touchdown to like ignite, ignite the crowd. Yeah, and even like that's the thing that's what's so hard about about Arrowhead is like when that first touchdown happened. And the fans got ignited. Yeah. The Chiefs were still down by like what, fourteen points? Like it was seventeen. Seventeen. So still three scores. Yeah. Like they're down by three scores, and the fans are already going like, "Oh, we got this. We're already back in it." Yeah. Except Which for is- that one guy that left the game early. <laughs> yeah. He said he was bad luck. He left in the first quarter, and then they scored thirty-one on him. <laughs> so maybe points. he is bad luck. So, okay. If, yeah. if you're a Chiefs fan, you need to find this man and tell him not to come to the game. Yeah. yeah I'm sure they know who. He <laughs> anyways, go on. <laughs> but anyways, what also? Because then yeah, and then it just comes down to coaching for the Texans. Like after giving up a momentum switching touchdown, momentum shifting touchdown, where the crowd back into you can't go out immediately after and fumble the kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> well, see that I feel like that's a crowd up too. That's a crowd Still. going at it too, though. Yeah. Like. I mean, I know, you, obviously, you can't fumble the kickoff, but, like, when you have, like, all these, like, rabid fans, like, going at you and, like, just getting really, really loud, then, like, you, it, it could unfocus a player for Any at least a second. Any other coach in the playoffs, not named Bill O'Brien at this point, in the, at that point in the playoffs, could have been like, all right, guys, we need to buckle up. Yeah. You know? Probably. Bill O'Brien is just, he does not inspire <laughs> confidence. He does not inspire Anything. Like calm or focus, the the only leader on that team is Deshaun Watson, so and he can't play all three facets of the game. So Bill O'Brien's the Ryan Day of NFL. Oh, Oh, hundred percent. Oh, he's he I'm was a, the Ryan Day before Ryan Day. I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I, if I was in NFL front office, I might hire Ryan Day over Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I don't know. If yes. I had Bill O'Brien, oh, Ryan Day would be like Ryan Dawn, because that means that we might actually go somewhere. Okay. Anyways. Bill O'Brien is an idiot. So he's not a good coach. No. We knew that. We've known no, we that. We knew, though. We know that. Though. We've been we've been here 
For years! Okay, and the worst part is that he keeps going to the playoffs. I know. Because then people are like, oh, he's a, he's a good coach. Oh, he took he took the Brock Osweiler Texans to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Sean it, Watson brought them to the playoffs. This year, yeah. Well, I'm saying, oh, I'm saying in the past yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. He brought, like, the three terrible co- Ryan Mallett. You guys remember that? <laughs> Ryan brought, Mallett, Brandon Whedon, and Brock, and Brock Osweiler. <laughs> he brought that team to the playoffs, but... If you're a Texans fan and you want to win a Super Bowl before Deshaun Watson is Aaron Rodgers' age, then you need to get a new coach. True. And not Mike McCarthy. And not <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Poor, poor Cowboys. Don't be, don't be like the Dallas. Wait, team. why are you patting my back? Because you, you root for the Dallas sometimes. I don't. Okay. I, oh, shoot. I cut that part out. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, any? do we have anything more to say no. about this game? Kansas City is... Scary. Kansas City good, Bill O'Brien bad. Yep. On to the NFC. Alright, NFC. Let's go to the more interesting game, in my opinion. 49ers versus Vikings. I actually thought the Vikings had a good chance so after I. Kirk Cousins did that to the Saints. <laughs> so I thought, I, when I was looking, so I always do like written article predictions, self-plug. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Sports on tap. Yeah, sports on tap. Live. But I always, I, I do a lot of research when I write these articles, like they take a couple of hours to do. I know there was only four games last week. And the more I looked at, especially like the advanced stats and stuff like that, I was like, wow, the Vikings match up really well with the Niners. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and then the Niners just hit the Vikings in the mouth well, one time. And that's kind I'll of, I'll tell you this. Took. I'll tell you exactly why the Vikings lost. And have just not been good the whole, like they've been good this year, but not great. Like not what they should yep. be because I've, Again, followed the Vikings all year because because of the situation I'm in with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you, you hesitate? Why do you well, said that? Read, <laughs> um, with, it's so appropriate. Like, it's yeah. family appropriate yeah, so, to say yeah, girlfriend. So, yeah, yes. bro, you're good. <laughs> but no, so like I've definitely grown fond of the Vikings, and yeah. they're probably like my second favorite team now, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I like to watch them and enjoy watching them. But man, is it frustrating to watch Ryan or uh, Kirk Cousins? No, well, not even Kirk Cousins, just um, wait, who? Just Zimmer, their head coach. That's not wait. Yes, that's their head is coach. Is it still Mike Zimmer? It's Mike yeah, Zimmer. It, we been Mike Zimmer, bro. <laughs> yes. So it's Mike fired. Zimmer. It's just so frustrating to watch him with the amount of talent he has on that offense, continue to do what he does, and he says, "Well, I'm a run first. I'm a run-first coach. Like, that's great. And it shows you run the ball good. And it won you a lot of games, Mike. But when it comes down to it, when you're in the playoffs and you need to win big games, even with Kirk Cousins, throw the ball. You have two of the best receivers in the NFL. And that, nine, that Niners defense is tough against the – they're tougher against the run than they are yeah. against the pass. Yeah. Like, but you still have Richard Sherman in there too, which is – Yeah, but here's the thing is, like, Richard Sherman can, yes, cover one, one of them. But they have Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. They're both to me. They're Thielen both... was playing with stitches in his ankle. Exactly. Okay. But he was still like, I mean, I'm saying like he still played well. Wait, but didn't Kirk Cousins throw a pick to Richard Sherman still though? Yeah, it was. I feel like that's when the game was, was over. over. Yeah. Again, we go back to that garbage time thing like okay. I said earlier in the podcast. But well, no, that was still in the third quarter. No, yeah, that's he, what I was thinking. Besides the point what I'm trying to say right now <laughs> okay. is the fact that he has two, in my opinion, two top five receivers. I'll give you top ten. Yeah, I'll give you top ten too. I, who who would you say falls out? Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I'd still take Stephon Diggs over a bunch of receivers in this league. 
Well, let's keep, I mean, keep going with your point. Anyways, yeah. and then also, Kyle Rudolph is a top sure. ten tight end. Yeah, I'll give you top ten. And Dalvin Cook is one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. I'll give you a top three running back in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. do that too. So, he has dudes. Dudes on dudes the on offense. Dudes on the left. <laughs> yeah. Dudes on the right. <laughs> dudes on the offense, right. He has the offense. Like, they should be... I would say their offense, besides Kirk Cousins, you can't compare Kirk Cousins to Patrick Mahomes, but like talent-wise, besides quarterback, I think the Kansas City offense and the Vikings the Vikings offense is comparable in skill. Kansas City and the Vikings? Yes, just minus Patrick Mahomes and, and yeah. Well, I Kirk think Cousins. Dalvin Cook kind of evens that up. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, I think if, if Mike Zimmer would release the play calling of the offense to a coordinator and call the defense because the defense is great and he is a really well, good defensive coach. The coordinator does call plays for the Vikings though. Yeah, that's you can see it. Yeah, in there. He, so he does, he does. But there is a stranglehold from Mike Zimmer. He says, I watched an article about them. Mike Zimmer basically said, if you don't run the ball this many times, you're fired. Okay. That's exactly. Bad. So there's, there's a stranglehold on that. Luckily, the office coordinator is now the head coach at um, Cleveland. Cleveland, yes. So he's gone and on his own on his own now, which is great. But here's the thing: if Mike Zimmer would have released that death grip and let, I don't even remember. I don't know his name. What's his name? Whose name? Kirk Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, Browns head, head coach. coach. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I oh, didn't I don't even know, know his name until yeah. ESPN told me. Yeah. But we know so, who you're talking yeah. about. He, if he would have been able to call the plays on his own without the stranglehold of Mike Zimmer, they probably would have won the Super Bowl this year. So you're putting this on Mike Zimmer and oh, 100%, 100%. Simon, I, I feel like you and I are leaning the same way where I just don't think Kirk Cousins is a Super Bowl contending I think I think well, if you, okay. he, I think if you give him a chance, yes, he is. I think Kirk Cousins can be a Super Bowl contending quarterback. I think it's a little bit of both. Kirk Cousins kind of choked. I don't like that interception to Richard Sherman. It was a bad pick. Because I'm pretty sure it happened in the third, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, but... I don't know about that. But at that point, the 49ers were... We all knew the 49ers were going to win anyways. But if... Even if, if you wouldn't... Even Mahomes if they could come back from down 24, I feel like Cousins could okay, come back from down but, like... Yeah, I picked something just a second ago. You cannot compare Patrick Mahomes to... Well, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is not nearly that Cousins good. was the second worst quarterback in that round of the playoffs. He was well, the worst. Hold up. Second worst. You're right. <laughs> but then again, Kirk Cousins okay, might be better than some people. I was about to say, Cousins and Tannehill, like, I don't know. I Honestly, if I was the Vikings, I would feel probably the exact same about Tannehill as I do about Cousins. No, it doesn't come down to Kirk Cousins. Like, yes, Kirk Cousins made some bad throws. But all quarterbacks make bad throws. Lamar Jackson made a bad throw yeah, through an inter- Lamar, interception. Okay, that's fair. But um, no, go watching on, the on. game, watching because I watched all the Vikings games this year. It's solely on Mike Zimmer running the ball. Like you have the talent to throw the ball and score. I'm gonna say 30 points a game. Yeah, I'll give you that. Even with Kirk Cousins, this yeah. is this is a really good 49ers defense. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I still think the they sacked yeah. Cousins seven times. Yeah, they it also it. comes down to the fact that yes, the Vikings. Uh, Offensive line is atrocious, but go ahead. They've been, needing to, is bad. Yeah. <laughs> They've been needing to fix it for years now. Mm-hmm. I think, just side note, moving forward, the Vikings need a, if they want to be a running team, and they can be, just get some more line. Yeah, no, get need tackles. A, they need a draft. They need tackles bad. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Bosa was going yeah. nuts. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, my bad. Yeah. They're Nick the Bosa. same person. No, not yeah. really. <laughs> one is racist and the other isn't. One has long hair and one has short hair. <laughs> 
Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> they played the same game. Yeah, they did. But they, their same game is kill the quarterback. Yeah, and then you know the Niners' offense—they didn't—they did exactly what they needed to do. Jimmy G—he didn't mm-hmm. play terribly. I, I mean, still—it was—it was the run game. Yeah, yeah. These Tevin Coleman went off. I'm gonna say the, because yeah. again the 49ers run, like backfield by committee, and I think it's working. They have. Some studs. All of their running backs are fresh yeah. right now, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> None of them are tired from their uh-huh. season workload. Like, yeah. Derrick Henry, he, okay, he's not going to show it because that's just the type of player Derrick Henry is, but can you imagine Derrick Henry on fresh legs? Well, here's the only thing about Derrick Henry is, like, he's, again, I think a once-in-a-generation a once talent where he is literally stacked and built to run 25, 25 carries for the whole season. Including the Super Bowl, I could yeah he's yeah. like he's an he's, athletic freak. Well, he's an athletic freak, but he's also just like his build is like no other running back in the NFL. Yeah, it's built to last. Yeah, like he is built to carry the ball twenty-five times for nineteen Forever. games. Nineteen yeah. games. But you're right though, because they are all fresh. They all did deal with injuries this season too. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's that bye week them. was huge for them. Yeah. yeah, the 49ers got way healthy. Mm-hmm. And the only hole on that 49ers team was that cornerback that they eventually pulled after <laughs> Stephon Diggs just bullied him. That's that cornerback got pulled in the last game of the regular season, too. So mm-hmm. Was that a Kilo Witherspoon? went to see you. Yeah, Witherspoon. I thought he was going to be good. I mean, he's still decent. Matter. No, he's not as good as... <laughs> he's fallen <laughs> off these last few weeks, but I feel like he could definitely be like a cornerback three. For, yeah, for a team tough. to be. I mean, okay. that's just what it, you just gotta know. I'm just giving it to him because I like him because he went to see you, and yeah. I, that's back when I had season tickets and I went to all the games and watched him destroy that college teams. Team. Yeah. And <laughs> Stephon Diggs just isn't a really good matchup for him. Stephon Diggs is not. Yeah. Like, Sherman <laughs> probably would have been a better play against Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And then but then again, I don't know. I, I do. I wouldn't want to put Witherspoon on Thielen either. I yeah. still think Stephon, again, it goes back to like, you have two really good receivers. Why can't you, like, it's a mismatch. Anyways. That's my angle with the Vikings, but okay. Um, so San Francisco, they're the favorites to go to the Super Bowl, right? They should be. Okay. I go for Green Bay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Green Bay then. So Green Bay versus Seattle. Green Bay. I got Seattle. really bored of this game because I think these games are really boring to watch. Just this game. They are never boring. Why? The Seattle and Green Bay games are always so competitive, and there's always. So much, like, controversy around every single one. Well, then Starting with the... Okay, go on, honestly, go I think, like, you have, like, the out-of-division, like, rivalries in the yeah. NFL. Like, you know, when the Colts had Peyton Manning and even when the Broncos had Peyton Manning, those teams were rivals with the Patriots. Like, mm-hmm. the, and even well, dating before comes, that, the Broncos it, and Patriots were kind of rivals. Down to, it, doesn't, it comes down to not, like, I would say talent-wise, like, or, like, program success rivalries where these are two really high performing um, organizations and so that's why it's a rivalry because and why there's so much like controversy in it is because they're both really good and they're and, constantly meeting yeah. in the playoffs mm-hmm. playing in the regular season because uh-huh. they win their division and that's why yeah. that's why um, that's why when you just said the, pa- the pa- Patriots and the Broncos rivalry they've played in the playoffs well Granted, we fights that last three years. They did, but like they did for like for like ten years in a row, you know. So like that's why, and like that was when I was growing up. So like that's why my hatred for the Patriots came. Like they're not actual rivals. It's just the fact that they've played each other in big but, games. But so it much. becomes a rivalry. Yeah. And the Packers and the Seahawks are a great example of that. Yeah. Starting okay, 
I say starting with the Fail Mary because that's the first one I remember because I didn't so, watch that wild card game where Houseback was like, we want the ball, we're going to score. Oh, yeah. and then, <laughs> but oh, like yeah. that, that has history oh, to it, even that. dating back to then because... <laughs> We, look, we love Hasselback. What a great guy. But, man, that really backfired on him. So like, we'll get the ball and score. And then throws a pick six. <laughs> Legendary. But, you know, this anyway, it yeah. has a lot of history behind it, I mm-hmm. feel like. And, you know, you have a couple years ago where the Packers went into Seattle. And they almost beat Seattle in Seattle oh, to yeah. go to the Super Bowl. And then game-winning touchdown pass in overtime. After the Seahawks came back, they faked a field goal for a touchdown. Like, the games are crazy. And it happened again, I feel like, on Sunday night. Because, you know, the Packers jumped out to an early lead. But knowing how these games specifically with the Seahawks and the Packers work, I was like, watch, the Seahawks are going to come come back and make it close. And Green Bay's going to be clowning around. And it's going to come down to the wire. Which it did. But the Packers still won, though. They really yeah, did. Because they were in Green Bay, in Lambeau. I, that's yeah. why I slowly believe it on. It, yes. Um, I am going to comment on that, this whole first down controversy. The yellow line isn't the official line. Oh, yeah. No, and no. if you look from the actual first down marker, they had a camera where the first down marker is, and it was a first down. Yeah. So like You could see that he was definitely over it. Yeah, Seahawks fans can stop being butthurt about that call because, A, it's the first time that they haven't benefited from a call in a big game. Here we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and secondly, they, they lost, okay? Like, they had chances to win this game. And they lost. And they lost. Yeah. Well, it comes down to, like, yeah, the yellow line is not the first down. Have you ever seen it when, like, the camera's moving? The yellow line's like... <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, exactly all over like the field. That. Pause. Exactly <laughs> like that, though. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't think there's really much controversy around it if you saw the pot, not the pylon yeah, cam. No, it's the, the first down marker. It's the cam. first down pylon cam. Yeah, so you're oh, right. Okay. It's a pylon yeah. there. But yeah, uh, honestly, I just, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was close, but I definitely gave the Packers a chance, like an easy chance to win it, because I, I'll be honest, I kind of ruled out the Seahawks after they lost Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, and then. You didn't have faith yeah, in just beast mode? No, he's like 40 <laughs> or 30. He scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown in all three games he played in. So Yeah, and good for him. Yeah, but his averages weren't very good. <laughs> yeah. He's not very fast. Like, if they <laughs> added beast mode and they still had Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, I think it would definitely be a game I'd love to watch more. No, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson were definitely, like, the heart and soul of the Seahawks, like, offense. Because even though Russell Wilson was yeah. is an MVP caliber player, like... You need balance in an offense. Yeah. They need to think that you're going to run play action and, they, and you know, yeah. you can't really run read option with anymore Marshall with Lynch. beast mode or yeah. Travis Homer, I think, yeah. was the other running back who played okay, but he's not a Chris Carson or a Rashad. By then, you, Travis Homer's like a fourth or, oh my gosh, fifth string guy at that point. Yeah. So, But yeah. let's be honest, DK Metcalf is going to be good. Yeah, I mean, we've known that, though. I mean, we were surprised that he fell out of the first round. round. Yeah. Dude, what's the point of doing the combine <laughs> if DK Metcalf is almost going to go to the third round? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was whack. I mean, I, he did have injury history too, and so he was actually he was pretty. This might have been the healthiest season he's had since he's, high school. I think he did have a drop or two in the game. But I'm saying he's it's, still progressing. He's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be good. He'll be okay. The. Biggest thing I took away that makes me nervous for the for Green Bay going into San Francisco 
is Aaron Rodgers' love story with Devontae Adams. When he's not throwing to Devontae Adams, it's considerably worse. Well, well, yeah, they who, lost. What's, oh, sorry. Yeah, who's who's the other receiver he's throwing to? Alvin Lazard. I mean, he's gr- he's a good player. He was a monster in college at he's Iowa 6'5". State. At Iowa State, he was a mo- he did everything for oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to watch him in college, but he's still a rookie. He's, he's not there yet. Well, Alan Lazard isn't even there. He I'd say hurt. I know that's what I'm saying. He's not oh, even there yet. Yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah, that the yeah. Packers' second best receiving option is Aaron Jones. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, you could throw in Jimmy Graham. I feel like they don't use Jimmy Graham right enough. No one, no okay. one. And no one since no one since New Orleans has used Jimmy Graham. Okay, right? yeah. Jimmy Graham is also a lot older since New Orleans, and he's I mean, just like he doesn't create separation like he used to. But Jason Witten doesn't create separation, but that force still gets <laughs> balls thrown at him. Okay, but Jason Witten's football <laughs> IQ is significantly higher than Jimmy Graham. Dog, run the I mean, route. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> Jason mean, Witten has been an announcer, bro. I mean, like he yeah. he knows it all. <laughs> he saw it from the three D. But Jason yeah. Witten was. Bad as an, uh, that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Jason Wooden could get open and catch Jimmy passes, Jimmy Graham could get open as well. Yes, yeah, I would definitely sign him in that. Yeah, that's he fair. could at least average five. I think he could average five catches a game. Oh, he should. Him. That's the thing is, Jimmy yeah. Graham for who he is and like his size and his athletic ability, even at the age he is, he should be at least catching five five passes a game. Yeah. So he could be a receiving threat. You could literally just throw him he, out at receiver. And he also. Okay. During his time with Rodgers, has dropped some pretty bad balls. So I don't think there's a lot of trust. Well, you got Devontae Adams doesn't drop passes. Because Devontae Adams is a top five receiver. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver. Absolutely. Wait, did you say he's not? No, he is. Oh, okay. I, I thought you said he's not. No, I, I mean, he had some injuries this year, which he does sometimes. But as yeah. far as, like, one-on-one, yeah. the but, type of cornerbacks that can match up on him are, like, Richard Sherman. That's fair. Yeah. Jimmy Graham needs to get targeted though, because like yeah, it's kind of hard to like. If Green Bay's gonna win, know, they need okay. to target him. Yeah. Okay, um, Simon, I believe you asked this uh-huh. for the last matchup, and we talked about how the Niners are the favorite. Sure. What's your percent chance that the Packers can win in San Francisco? It's definitely higher than the Titans beating the Chiefs for me, at least. I'm gonna say a 47 percent chance. I'll call it 50-50. I, I could really? see it being, it could be a toss-up. I, I don't mean, know 50, which 50. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come out and that's play. A, that's what it comes down to all the time. It comes yeah. down to if Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a hit or miss. If he plays good, they're going to, if he yeah. plays. Even if he plays, like, bad, they can still win the game, honestly. Yeah. Maybe. I think against, yeah. I think against Green Bay. But if he plays okay in the Super Bowl, they won't win. Yeah. Boy. That's yeah. right. I think so. It depends on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think honestly, this I could also see the San Francisco defense shutting down Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it depends on how he plays. It depends on the quarterback play. I'll just yeah. say that. I'd say that. I think Green Bay's riding more on quarterback play than the 49ers are, though. Yeah. Yeah. The the Niners are overall a better team than the Green Bay team, and I've, I think yeah, oh, go on. like like talent wise, mm-hmm. talent wise, they're not in the same like. I feel like you have like the, I felt like talent wise, the Niners and the Saints were the two most talented teams in the NFC. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd even say that the Vikings have more talent than both of them. Than, maybe maybe not. Well, maybe I'm saying than the Packers. I'm saying than oh, the Packers. Oh, oh yeah, and the Packers. Oh yeah, sure. they definitely because do. you know the the Packers they their best players are the two Smiths mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and there's kind of a drop off after that. Zadarius and uh, Preston. Preston. Yep. Oh. They're their pass rushers, and they're the reason right. that their defense ticks. Yeah, because they combine That's for it. like 
20 sacks. I don't think that's they have some they have a lot of young okay, players. So I think all their corners are second year guys. Jair Alexander is a good He's good corner. Yeah. He's good. He's a second year guy though. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that in mind. Same with Josh Jackson. Pretty sure their safeties outside of hold up. Eddie Jackson plays for the Packers, right? He does now, yeah. Yeah. He's they got pretty almost two, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I mean they're decent but I mean, I, they're not the Niners, is what no. I'm trying to say. So, I think the Niners definitely have better coaches than the Packers, and it's not mm-hmm. that close. Coaches? Yeah. No, yeah. I'd take Shanahan and Robert Sala over um, Matt LaFleur and whoever is over there. Well, you got to give Matt LaFleur some, some credit. I mean, yeah, it's his sure. first year coaching the NFL. And he's, and he's already done the same job that Mike McCarthy's done for you're years. You're right. <laughs> right. Well, shout out to Dallas. We'll see what's up with that. But yeah. So, you say 50-50? I think it could go either way. I, I gave him 47%. I'm going to go with, like, 42. Wait, I want won? Green Bay... 42% chance for Green Bay to win. Okay. I want Green Bay to win. I do not like the 49ers. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I don't like them. He's biased. I am biased. <laughs> and th- that's... I'm not even trying to... Th- I just said I don't like them. That implies bias. But anyways... <laughs> I want the Packers to win, but I just if if I'm the 49ers and I'm game planning for the Packers offense, play run first because Aaron Jones is mm-hmm. he got snubbed for the Pro Bowl first off, mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe should should have been like a second team All Pro kind of guy because mm-hmm. he was he ran for 16 touchdowns this year and he's yeah. great out of the backfield. But if you can shut down the run, and I feel sack like Aaron Rodgers. And if you okay, if you load the box and you double team Devonte Adams, that's how I would stop the Packers. Yeah, that's very doable. that's easy to do. Yeah, with their defense too. If you put six guys in the box, you should probably beat the Packers. I mean, Loki, they could just do what they did to the Vikings and they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, because the Vikings run similar a similar offense, which they shouldn't, but they do run the ball and play action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see. and then they just have to score. Honestly. I feel like the Niners could score two touchdowns and still win this game yeah. with like a field goal or two. Should we give our predictions in and wrap this up? Should we? Is this going to count for Pick'em? No, this won't count for Pick'em <laughs> because my articles okay. aren't with my Pick'em because I'm so far behind that I need to choose the upsets. Yeah, no, so this is, no, no, this is not Pick'em. This is just who, who like, for real is going to make your real prediction. Well, well, he's only asking because for big games in the past, we've done it. But that was okay. regular season. <laughs> so. All right. I bet. Well, let's start. just say who's going to the Super Bowl. All right, let's start in the AFC. <clears throat> it's the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win. Are we giving scores? Nope. Just winners. We should give scores. Okay, fine. Go. Okay, I'm going to say Chiefs 35 to 20. I'm going to go with Tennessee 30 to 27. That's a... Okay. I believe that score. I'm going to go Kansas City 42 to 24. Dang. What? We got... We see eye on these spreads. (laughs) All right. We... Jesse and I... Well, okay, you too, Simon. We just saw this play out. The Texans beat the Chiefs once. It's hard to do it again, especially in Arrowhead, because I think the last game was in Tennessee. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when the Titans won, it was in. I thought it was in Arrowhead. I don't remember. I don't think it was in Arrowhead. Plus, Arrowhead in the playoffs is different than Arrowhead. I'm going to be honest, too. If I remember right, was when the Titans played 
The Chiefs, I'm pretty sure Matt Moore was starting. I'm pretty sure that Patrick Mahomes was injured. So. Oh, yeah. I think you might be right. So. Maybe? I don't know. The Chiefs scored 32 points. Well, Matt Moore still. Well, yeah, Matt Moore scored 30 well. points against the Broncos. So, like, Matt Moore can still. talk about that. He can still put up points. Okay. But I think that was when Matt Moore was playing. So, I think. But, yeah, anyways. All right. That's that. All right. NFC. Oh, we're not saying. Oh, I guess we already said. We said why. the scores. And why. Do okay. you want one? No, you didn't explain why. Oh, yeah. The t- you just said the Titans are going to win. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why I was asking. I was like, you didn't <laughs> so say I why, though. Share. Why are the Titans, <laughs> no, Titans going to win? Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have the game of his life this game. Okay. And I don't think it's that hard to see him throw for 200 yards and three touchdowns. I believe that he could do it. Because he's done it before. If you look at the last couple of regular season games, he shows he can. He's he's shown that he can. Simon, so, if Tannehill plays bad, will you wear a Ryan Tannehill Miami Dolphins jersey that I could find at a thrift store for like $2? Yeah, I'd actually take that jersey. Okay, sweet. And you have to have it as your social media, Abby. What? What? Wait, why are you adding all these things? Because you, you sounded too happy about the <laughs> what? first idea. Bro, okay, I'm a Steelers fan. How am I going? Come on, bro. What is because that? Because it's a, it's a friendly bet. I think this is a friendly bet. Well, then what do I get? If, if Brian Tannehill wins the game and plays, throws for over 200 yards. But, um, yo, Derrick Henry, Tracy. I'm just no, kidding. No, that's, that's good. Expensive. That's, that's oh, good. Jesse's I think that's good. No, what? I can buy a Ryan Tannehill Miami Dolphins jersey for like $5. But that's that's not the, the, the thing. Okay, <laughs> fine. How, Either way, you're buying me a jersey. I'm just kidding. Um, what if what if I... You could buy me a Marcus Mariota jersey. Oh, wait till he's on a new team. Then, yeah. I can, wait, no. Wait, yeah. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah, sure. Why don't you just buy a Tennessee one? Because those are gonna cheaper. Be, it's going to be cheaper when he leaves, too. Okay, anyways. We can work on that after I think the podcast, fair. boys. I think it's fair. I, hey, I, you heard it on the podcast. If if Ryan Tannehill is the game of his life, though. Wait, if he, just plays, if he, if he just plays good, if he throws then it's break-even for no, us, right? Make this, make this, no, it's not a break-even. Yeah, wait, break even. hold up. This is the line, so you have a number. If he throws for under 200 passing yards, you you get him the Ryan Tannehill Dolphin duty. If he throws for over 200 passing yards, you get him the Marks Mariota jersey. Can I say 250? What? Okay, fine. In the Dog, middle, 225. Come on, bro. 225. That's fine. It's in the middle. Hey, I'm I'm sticking to 202 touchdowns. Three. Oh, okay, he said. Okay, I was saying the game of his life. Simon's saying game of his life. I'm saying bad game. Okay. That's why I said if he just plays average, then it's just break even. So if he plays great and doesn't make the Super Bowl, then what? What is that? If, if Tannehill that. goes off, like if Tannehill's an elite game, then you get a Mariota jersey. And if Tannehill Hold throws up. more picks than touchdowns and plays like trash, then then you wear the Tannehill jersey. Okay, that's fine. We'll All right. Figure it out. Yeah, when it sure. Happens. That that works. You but heard anyways, it here first. we'll tweet. We'll tweet the specifics <laughs> yeah, of the bet. Figure it out. Why don't you tweet it? Anyways, and we'll retweet anyways, it. go on. To wrap this up. Simon thinks Tennessee win. I would love to see Tennessee win because I don't like Kansas City. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think they're either. going to win, but it would be an awesome sight to see Ryan Tannehill and the Titans and Derrick Henry play in the Super Bowl. It, let me. It'd be an awesome sight to see Derrick Henry and the Titans in the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I'm tired of Chiefs fans at all my Chiefs fans. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so let's move on to the NFC. 
I have San Francisco winning um, probably 28 to 24. Close game. Cody, you go. I'll go 28 to 20, San Francisco. Okay. Because I feel like the Packers are going to play better than last time there in San Francisco, just to prove that, you know, they belong there, but I don't think that they belong in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll go 35-31. I'm just kidding. I'm going (laughs) 35-31, San Francisco. I don't, yeah. Like I said, I have a bias against Rod. Simon asked if this was Pickham, because in Pickham, he's going to take the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) What if I take Tennessee? Then you could possibly win the league. But anyways, um... So uh, that's our predictions. We'll have to see what happens this week. Right. Anything else? Any last minute thoughts? Um, nah. No. Tune in next week. Yeah, yeah, but I will say my last minute thought. Okay. We know we're in a new era of football, boys. When it's possible that the two starting quarterbacks for the Super Bowl could be Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo. Just go and not include Patrick Mahomes. Well, Patrick Aaron Mahomes could Rogers. be in there too, yeah. But I'm saying like, <laughs> I would say like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are two that's supposed to be there, right? They're two that you could see and supposed Rogers to be in there. The old school, yeah, quarterbacks. But right like now. the new school quarterbacks, go. can you like when did you ever think you'd hear Ryan Tannehill's name as a Super Bowl starting quarterback? I mean, we were saying the same thing about Blake Bortles a couple years ago, so. At that rate, yeah. <laughs> At that the rate, then really Tannehill cool. doesn't seem so bad. I mean, yeah. there's a you know, some there's a blue moon every couple years. <laughs> Joe Flacco made it. Okay, but Joe Flacco still played decent in his Joe career. Joe Flacco played out of his mind in that postseason, though. <laughs> Joe Flacco made the Super Bowl, dude. It's okay, no guarantee that Ryan Flacco Tannehill. right now. Okay. Okay, oh but here's God. the thing: still, still in the long run, if you look at the careers, and granted, Ryan Tannehill still has some number, some years in his career. But I'm still saying at the end of the year, end of the careers, I still think Joe Flacco will be a better quarterback career-wise than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Even if Ryan Tannehill wins? No, I'm saying like... like, Oh, sorry. What'd you say? (laughs) Okay, yeah. At the end of the career. Even if Ryan Tannehill still wins one Super Bowl. That they both have one Super Bowl. Wait, then how is Joe Flacco's career better? He was an elite quarterback for a few years. I think He was elite for one year. Okay. I'll give him maybe two or three. Maybe two. <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> Jesse, you had a fun stat that you told us before the show. Oh yeah. And I almost forgot to share it. Yeah, Ooh. this is this is it's just a fun sight to see because we were all talking about how well Simon was saying that the playoffs are boring, but <laughs> me and Cody were saying how yeah. they're exciting <laughs> because it's just some new teams and we get to see some new new organizations and, and franchises in playing for the Super Bowl. I mean like in the AFC side particular in particular. I told the stat here to these guys that since 2001, that is 19 years ago, or was that, yeah, 19 years ago, um, that this is the first time that either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger, with the exception of the one year we just talked about Joe Flacco going to the Super Bowl, um, this is the first time in 19 years that one of those four quarterbacks aren't representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's wild. It's nice. Yeah. Well, the Brady thing is nice. Yeah. Brady was definitely closer than the other three because, well, Peyton's retired, Roethlisberger's broken, <laughs> yeah, and, sure. well, Flacco wasn't doing it in Denver, so. No. All right. But anyway, so yeah, so that's why it's a, it's a welcoming sight to see. You're right. All right, well, that's good. Uh, 
I guess, yeah, that, that will wrap, wrap up this episode of the podcast. This is episode 16. It was recorded on January 14th. Cody, why don't you do the Ed Orgeron voice and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, see us out here. Well, I'd just like to thank the fans for coming out, coming and listening to the Cycle 365. And hope you enjoy the national championship and enjoy this conference championship and a real playoff. Go Tigers! <laughs> and that's that.